everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Um, <clears throat> glad to be back. As you can tell, I'm not at home. I'm not in my studio. Uh, I'm in my hometown. I'm in Rochester, New York. I'm working the weekend at the Carlson with my man, Mark Norman. He's actually right next door in the other room, so I got to be quiet. I don't, I don't want to wake him up. You know, like one thing about Mark Norman, he does not like to be woken up. He can be very mean, folks. So let's go ahead and start that rumor. But uh, no, seriously, um, he's not me. Um, but as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming, however you listen. I appreciate it. So tell an enemy, coworker, tell somebody about my podcast, folks. Um, yeah, so um, it's Friday morning. Uh, and yeah, I'm at a nice hotel. I think this is the first time I've ever stayed at a hotel. In my hometown, so it's it's a it's a weird feeling, um, waking up in your hometown, in a hotel, and watching TV. Hotel TV, it's odd. Um, but yeah, last night was our first night, and I had a great time. <clears throat> hung out with, with some of the other local comics, uh, and uh, hung out at the hotel for a little while. But I was pretty beat, man. It, it's just. So much has been going on, but I'll get into all that. Um, so uh, I think I digress enough at the top, but um, please tell somebody about the podcast. Share the podcast. Tell somebody, tell your enemy, a coworker. tell somebody about the podcast. Go, hey, this guy's cool, man. I like this. Sorry about this camera angle. This is, this is very unprofessional, <laughs> but I told myself I have to stop making excuses and... Uh, I don't know how I forgot my webcam, but I did. I know this looks like complete shit. So I don't know. Not many people watch as much as they listen, but uh, it's better than nothing. I just got to keep plugging away. And I think the key to success is being consistent, being consistent. Consistency is the key. So just got to push forward, whatever, uh, with whatever uh, environment or situation I'm in. I just got to push forward, record, upload and move forward and Speaking of moving forward, we are, I'm going to move on to my milestone. Uh, for those who don't know, we have a nine-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that's going on in his life. Um, sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. But um, I don't know if I mentioned this or not. <clears throat> but I, I don't. I can't remember. If I did, I'm very sorry. A lot of this stuff. A lot of it just starts to run together. But I just been thinking about it. Like uh, we were out playing a couple days, a couple weeks ago, and he wanted to impress these girls. We were hanging, around, well, not we, but he was hanging around. I said we, like I'm hanging out with nine year old kids. But I'm the, you know what I'm saying. So we're we're, we're hanging out with other parents' kids and stuff. He wants to impress these girls, and they're talking about this boy that they like. And he interjects and he wants to impress. Them. He thinks he can impress them by mentioning some really hard Mario level that he beat. And he's like, Dad, you remember that really tough precision level that I beat the other day? And he kept, like, looking over there to see if they were going to be like, oh, tell us more. It was so cute. It was so innocent. But also, <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing because I, I don't <laughs> for some reason, he probably thought, like, yeah, this will get him. Like, him beating this hard precision level at nine is like him, like, you know what? I'm just going to post out, post up in front of the club uh, with my Range Rover 
and uh, my sunglasses. And but it was just it was just so funny. It was so innocent. Like for some reason, these little girls would be like, "Oh my God, let's, let's go over here. This guy's beating precision Mario levels." You know, <laughs> that's hilarious. I want to wear his Letterman jacket in in, um, in five years. Jesus, but it was it was really cute. It was innocent. Uh, it was it's just funny, and it's also sad because I have adult grown uh, male friends that basically do the same thing. You know, they have collections of wrestling belts and <laughs> fucking man. I always tell them, man, there's, there there can't be anything that can dry up a pussy quicker than a display of fucking wrestling belts. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Why don't you destroy your goddamn baseball card collection, you know? And some uh, baseball you got signed by a, um, a minor league player who now plays in the pros on a shitty team that you can – hey, look at Andres Galarraga signed my baseball when he paid for the Toledo, um, I don't know, Terpenes or some shit. Now he, now he sits the bench for blah, blah, blah. I know Andres Galarraga is a really old, shitty reference for baseball, but that's the only one that came to my mind at the moment because Aaron Judge, I don't know. There you go. How about Aaron Judge? But uh, the Andres Galarraga is for, for you baseball fans out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. So um, I got to say, man, it's been a very I'm, – I'm really trying to keep this light as possible but and be fun, but – I've lost so many people um, in the last couple of weeks, man. Um, I lost a, a good friend of mine, Jeff Carlvin. He um, he died of COVID. He uh, he he also had MS and some other um, mental uh, mental. I'm sorry. Um, um, God damn it! What am I trying to say? Uh, medical um, things going on, but uh, he he. They finally took him off life support about a week ago. And uh, he leaves behind a, a daughter and a wife. And I, I feel awful for him. He was a great guy. He was just one of those, he's just one of those comics that um, he always welcomed new comics. He, he could float around to all the circles. Uh, just a smart guy. He was very honest. He would, he would tell you how you felt about things. He stood up for what was right. Uh, fun guy to be around, man. Just, it's very, very sad. He would, he would always text me from, like a couple of times a month, man, you see this, you see that. And, you know, I appreciate that, man, because like I, I said before, I was in the military and wherever you go, you get your group of friends and then you move away. And then for maybe the first five or six months, you guys still keep in contact. But then when you get to your new place, you meet new people, especially for me, it's just like I, I will get, you know, um, embedded into a new comedy scene involved in a new comedy scene, meeting new comics. And eventually all my buddies from my old town that were all my best friends, I slowly uh, start talking to them less and less. And I left Vegas um, years ago. But Jeff is the guy who who always kept in contact. And I, I will be honest, he kept it more alive than I did uh, as far as like texting and stuff like that. And I appreciate that, man, because we, we do tend to get lazy and um, forget about our friends and take them for granted. And oh, I'll, I'll respond later, or like oh, I'll I'll read that later. And um, man, so it's just sad. And I, I don't want to bum anybody out, but damn it, this is what's going on, man. This is sometimes look, sometimes things are fucking great, and then sometimes things are fucking 
really shitty. Um, and I'm just in a, I, if I'm in a personal lull right now. I've never experienced this much, you know, loss. Um, so rest in peace to my buddy, Jeff. And then um, I lost both my grandmothers, but I'll talk about the blast. So I, I lost both of my grandmothers and I was just not, not feeling well at all about any of it. And I was like, I just need to stay off of social media, man. I just, I'm, I'm sad. I'm, I'm posting sad shit. I, I'm down. I, I just don't feel like, you know, scrolling through trivial bullshit. And um, so I finally get back on. I get on Instagram, man. And uh, another comic, Maranzio Vance. I see he's posted a picture of my buddy, Ricardo Flanagan. And I'm like, man, why the hell are you posting this old picture of, you know, Chubby Ricardo? And I start to read and... I find out, it turns out Ricardo has passed away. Uh, Ricardo is one of my, one of my best friends, man. We didn't see each other often. Uh, and he, he lived out in LA, but me and that guy, man, we used to have some of the best conversations, some of the most deep conversations about, um, about, you know, spirituality, God, religion. And I know some people are thinking, oh, it's all the same. Not, not really when you really get into it, it's not, but I mean, we will talk about, just the spiritual side of life are all our personal aspirations, our dreams, our nightmares. Uh, I would talk about being a dad and how he, you know, he wanted to be a, a father and a husband and just what we wanted career wise. And we would talk to two, I mean, two, three in the morning. You know, for him, it's like midnight at West Coast time. But my wife, sometimes she would yell down like, who are you talking to and why are you being so loud? Like me and Ricardo, man, we would just go on these funny ass riffs about just the most, the craziest shit. I mean, the stuff him and I would just talk about, you know, together. And I, I, I knew that was a lot of those conversations we had. Those were not conversations we could ever have um, on a podcast. We could never have, we could never sit down in front of a group of people and talk about this stuff. Um, it, he, he was just somebody, man, I could, I could talk to that dude about, anything about anything and I, I love that dude man it's just from the moment i met him ricardo demanded respect just this from his physicality and his demeanor that dude demanded respect but when you spoke to him it just it became even more obvious how much respect this guy uh commanded and demanded he was so smart so thoughtful he had one of the best voices I've ever heard, man. He had that like that that James Earl Jones authoritative baritone. He had a great laugh, just so much fun, just so smart. And he would we would push each other, man. And we would talk about this stuff about how like my biggest fear is is dying a young man and all this kind of stuff. And he would assure me and hey, man, that's not in the cards for us. God has all these plans for us, and we're gonna be okay. And when we get to where we want to be, we can really change things and, and say what we want to say. And, you know, I, I just feel like um, <clears throat> really moving forward, man, I really need to honor um, Ricardo, man, as, as, as far as like, um, you know, in all aspects of my life. But as far as just being honest, I think uh, moving forward in, in honor of him, I need to be even more honest um, when I'm on stage or or wherever you know and um it, it's just been a tough time man it, it, it's just 
had an old coworker of mine. Um, right before I retired, he was diagnosed with cancer. And ironically, he, he was also from the uh, Rochester area. But uh, my old boss texted me the other day and, and told me that he, he finally succumbed to the disease on Saturday. And he, he uh, uh, he's no longer with us. So rest in peace to, to Hacker and uh, rest in peace to all my friends. And um, to get to the main part, man, I lost both of my grandmothers. Um, I want to say was like uh, uh, Saturday, my, my mom called me and told me that my mom passed away. And um, yeah, she was 93. And just a good woman, man. She had 18 kids. She gives them all, you know, none of them had ever been in jail. None of them were drug addicts. They um, all productive citizens. At one point, this woman had three sons in Vietnam. She had three boys in Vietnam. And for her to have to wear that worry on her head while the rest of her children were walking the dangerous streets of Newark, New Jersey in the 60s and 70s, she's got three of her babies in Vietnam in a country she, at the time, probably had no idea where it was, how far it was, you know, never heard of it before. Just like a lot of us, man, when, when after 9-11, a lot of us had never heard of these, uh, you know, um, Sadr City and... Kabul and, um, you know, Fallujah, you know, uh, um, the Korngal, all these different areas and regions and cities and towns in, in Afghanistan, Iraq. Um, we hadn't heard this. We hadn't heard this. We hadn't never heard of any of these places. You know, and, and, and the world was a lot smaller in the early 2000s. Just imagine how it was back when Vietnam, you had to go to the fucking library, get microfish out, like, what the, Vietnam, what the fuck is that? You know? No clue. And uh, so we go, we go up to New Jersey and we have a, we have a great time with the family. Uh, unfortunately, my, my dad couldn't make it just because of all the things that he's going through. So um, I got to represent him and my family from Rochester in, in uh, Irvington at the funeral. Um, people, for those who know me, I do not do well with death. That's just one of the most, my biggest fears. Uh, I, I don't do well with it. It, it. it bothers me. It gives me a lot of anxiety, but I did, I did well at the funeral. I did well. Um, I, I feel like I, I, I let some childish shit go when it comes to dealing with death and talking about and all that kind of stuff and just realize like, hey man, it's time to be a man and, and step up in the family. Like I'm not a kid anymore. I'm there to represent my dad and, and my entire family. And I had to, I had to just fucking suck it up, get up there, and just and be there for my family. And I'm glad that I did. I feel a lot better. Um, I felt like I got some closure. I'm glad I got to see um, my grandmother's physical body, even though I know she was not there. So, and I got to see a, a lot of my family, and and uh, it was just great seeing everybody. We had a lot of fun. We had some laughs. I got to hang out with a few of my cousins, stuff that we didn't get to do as kids. It's just you know. It's, we're catching up as adults, and I, I really enjoying it. And I got to meet my my one of my cousin's teenage sons. He was cool, man. We was all busting balls, laughing, making fun of his dad, and it's just fun, man. It's, it's great being around family. Um, and then, uh, so that was, so after my dad's mom passed away, um, I get a call. I want to say it was Tuesday after the following Tuesday. 4.30, I won't forget, I'm cooking dinner. Uh, ironically, 
Um, the last time, uh, well, my uncle passed away back in 92. <clears throat> I remember I ate salmon that day, which is weird. And I get the phone call from my sister at 4.30. And I, I knew what it was. I was like, oh, Danielle doesn't call me at 4.30 <clears throat> in the afternoon. I was like, this is probably it right here. Pick up the phone and sure enough, she was like, hey, man. You know, grandma just passed away. We're all here with her. And <clears throat> it, it was tough. It was it was really tough. And oh, and I was cooking salmon. <laughs> um and uh man, this is it was it was tough, man. You know, my grandmother from New Jersey, I obviously loved her, but I I wasn't as close. Definitely cried and, and thought about her, but losing my mom's mom. I mean, she used to come and take care of us for the summers. We would go down. She would come up a lot more than we would go down, but I mean, we have a lot of memories together. That's my girl, man. And uh, that was devastated, man. And to lose both of them. Um, I don't want to make this fucking too dreary, but I'll, I'll say this and then I'll make a couple more comments and then get out. Because I'll probably talk about her next week a little bit. Because uh, uh, like I said, I'm here in Rochester working on Norman this weekend and her funeral is Monday. So it's just been a lot of traveling, a lot of grieving but i'm very thankful to have this weekend to balance out you know the the grief and the, and everything that I, that that's happening right now last night was fun man i needed that that time to kind of forget about uh what's going on but i'll say this and then um both of them they went out like most like everybody wants to i mean this would be like closing out your baseball career Game seven, World Series, you, you, you know, you, um, it's, it's two outs, two strikes. Your, your team is down by three. World Series, game seven, bases loaded. And this is it. This is the, you, the last at bat for your career. You had a great career. And there would be no better way than go out to, to hit a Grand Slam, and you do. And it's a walk-up Grand Slam. You win a World Series, your very last at-bat of your career. I mean, my grandmothers went out surrounded by their family. Um, they, didn't, they didn't pass away alone in a nursing home or at their, at their home. You know, they, like they fell and died in the kitchen of some wild, crazy shit. It's like, no, these women who served their families, who loved their grandchildren, who put their family first. These women, servants of God, you know, if you're a religious person, they went out surrounded by their family. My, I have a beautiful picture of my grandmother surrounded by her children, her grandchildren, and her great-grandchildren as she transitioned into the, the afterlife. And so did my grandmother in, in New Jersey. And there's no better way to go than surrounded by those who, who love you those of you who, who you brought into the world. And um, <clears throat> um, I got to be honest, man. Like, I, I really don't believe in God, but the because I've seen so many people who consider themselves Christian and lovers of God and warriors for God and lovers of Christ. And I've just seen awful shit happen to them. They die horrible deaths. And I'm like, how can this... God claimed to love these people and he never answered. He's never there at the end. But this right here, I finally got to see 
something good in, in my eyes. I got to see my grandmother who loved God, loved Jesus. And that that was something that I thought about. I was just like, please don't let my grandmother go out in a shitty way because that's going to make me hate God even more. I have to be honest, man. And I, I know that's not healthy, but I'm just telling you how I felt. And um, this is giving me just a, 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 a thread of hope that maybe maybe there is something. The fact that my grandmother's got to go out like that, man. You know, faithful servants, they, you know, I, I just, um, I, I feel, that made me feel good. Um, when I got in town yesterday, I sat in a room for about an hour, listened to some music, reflected. And I, I got to say, I thought that was going to be tough, but um, I felt at peace. I felt my anxiety go away. My mind became clear. I really couldn't focus on what I was, you know, what I had coming up, what was going on. I was just so just mentally stressed and, and distraught at times. But walking into her room, and just feeling her presence, man, it really put me at ease. It put me at peace. And, and uh, um, it's, Monday is going to be tough. Monday is going to be tough, but we'll get through it. And I I, I got to say, I can't wait for Tuesday, man. I want this part of my life to be over. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, but I, I got to thank everybody who's been reaching out to me, man, all the kind messages and, and everything like that. It's, it's been um, – people have been great. So, and let me get out here by, by saying this, and this is totally off topic, changing gears, you know, switching directions, a hard pivot. Look, man, <laughs> this is sad, but like, look, I listen to Joe Rogan. I think Rogan is cool too, man, but I guess he had uh, DJ, uh, Dr. DJ's Gupta on, and there's this clip of him giving it to Gupta because he was like, why did CNN lie? Why didn't you say anything? And Gupta was just like, I don't know, man. And people are like, yeah, yeah, Joe, you're showing them. If dude, if if you, if another man's quote unquote victory, if if you're claiming that as your own and that and you're getting hard off of that, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> it's just like you you can't win on your own in your life. It's like you see Joe Rogan's win is yours. Got him in a body bag, and you watch the clip, and it's. He didn't even put him in a fucking body bag. He didn't. And, and here's another question. Why is it fucking his responsibility to correct CNN? He ain't fucking Joe's doctor. Why didn't you step up for me? Nigga, who the fuck are you? I don't know you. He's a doctor. I don't know your fucking medical situation. If you were that worried about it, get your own fucking doctor. Or you're Joe Rogan. Check your ass on um, CNN and clear the shit up. But to act like he, he got fucking uh, Gupta because he, he said he, because he didn't have anything to say. I just would have said why, why would I be thinking of you? I don't I don't know your situation. I didn't know where the fuck you were taking. Why should I step in and say some shit? All, all, of, a, all of a sudden y'all want to listen to doctors now? Because basically this whole podcast has been like yeah, doctors don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Now I'm supposed to get on, on a news network that your listeners already hate and then step up for you? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't really see that as a win, and I don't feel like he has to speak up for Joe Rogan. He's a, he's a grown ass man. I don't know. I just don't. I just. It's just to me. It's just weird to me. Just getting off of seeing other people, you know, uh, other just getting off on other people's gotcha moments. That's that's really what it's been for like the last five or six years. It's just all these fucking weird ass dudes. They sit around and they watch fucking 
Jordan Peterson and um, and Louder Crowder and all these fucking dudes argue with college kids. It's just like that's your hero, a fucking forty year old, thirty year old guy going on a college campus arguing with nineteen year old girls about gender studies. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking loser. <laughs> do, do some other shit. I don't know. That's just me. But uh, there's a show. That's a show. Make sure you guys follow me on all social media at Chris Allen Comedy, A-L-A-N, and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel and everything. And I will we'll be back home next week. I have um, four more shows this weekend with Norman. It was fun last night. Thank you guys for coming out. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>